I got one funny story that I never forget. Um, and it's with Coach Vanillas. We were on our way to the airport. We had to go to New Orleans. And our bus driver, Richie, I mean, he's going so fast, we got pulled over by the cops. Well, Coach Manila's got out and said, well, I'm going to just act like I'm so sick and you're taking me to the hospital. <laughs> well, she, we getting pulled over. She get off that bus jagging. Are you serious? She did that? She's a legend. This is fantastic. Yes, yes. That story is what the one I want. Absolutely. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are bringing back probably my favorite segment that we have done so far, um, and that is a where are they now? But before we introduce our guests, we got to figure out where my co-host is. So, uh, Lane, are you there, man? I'm right here, Chuck. We're What's back up, at Mr. the where Brady? are they nows. These I'm are so excited. My man, Mine I love too. these. Hello, we've met some cool people through Where Are They Now? We have. Who's been your favorite so far? Oh, man, you can't make me pick a favorite. Are, are, They're all my favorites, Chuck. Yeah, oh, my gosh. It's like your kids, a, man. You don't pick a son, your a You have a favorite kid. We all know you have a favorite <laughs> kid. Oh, man, it's been good. I've I've actually enjoyed Literally, every one of them have a unique aspect to they them. And it's do. really, it makes it near impossible. So, oh. uh, and I think we got a unique one tonight. I think tonight's going to be a lot of fun. Chuck, actually, you're the one who found this one. And Chuck went out, guys, and he found a fantastic former Southern Miss ba- uh, women's basketball player. Go ahead, Chuck. Introduce our guest. I, before I do, I do have to give credit to Tim Shanks. Everybody may know him as Dirty. I think that's what P Love knows her as. Knows him as, um, but uh, he reached out to her. Dirty is a huge women's basketball fan. Um, he's been escorted out of Reed Green a time or two, uh, but he helps us get these guests. So thank you, Tim. I know you're listening. Uh, but our guest tonight is the incredible, beautiful, talented Pauline Love. <laughs> What's up, Pauline? What's up, guys? How are things up in Arkansas? Things up in Arkansas is getting pretty breezy right now. <laughs> are they? We, it's hot down here. Yeah, it's breezy right now. Well, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. We're so glad you're on. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. I do anything for my Southern Miss family. Now. That's right. Now, tell us uh, before we get too in depth, real quick. Tell us. Uh, Tell us your favorite. Do you have a favorite dirty moment or Tim Shanks moment? Because he's a la- I don't know if y'all know Tim, <laughs> Listen, but he's a loud guy. <laughs> you may not know what Tim looks like, but you know what Tim sounds, <laughs> sounds like. like. <laughs> <laughs> if you know who, who we're talking about, you know who the guy is. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Everybody knows uh, uh, Tim. For you, sure. He's been around since I've been a player. Right. Um, I always call him the number one fan, honestly. Especially basketball, I will say that I've never met a more um, authentic. Like he loves Southern Miss basketball through and through, women's basketball, men's basketball. Um, so I, I give him, I give him that. He he owns that for sure. Well, I'm telling you right now, when I even when I was a player, I would uh, see Tim in the stands. Uh, he'd come out and give me a hug after games. Like cause I was like, I always said this man was the number one fan. Mm-hmm. And that's why I will forever keep him around with me. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's it, it's you got to keep those true people around, right? Absolutely, for sure. Well, Lane, why don't you kick us off with the questions, man? Yeah, Pauline. My question: We ask all of our guests the same first four questions. Um, we like to just, you know, we've we've heard some really cool stories about how people ended up at Southern Miss with this one. Uh, yeah. Why did you choose Southern Miss? Well, because of Joelle McNellis, man, she was uber aggressive uh, in the recruiting process. Uh, she was at Memphis at the time when she recruited me, um, and I fell for her authentic self. 
Um, she's the realest person I think I've ever been around. That's kind of how I was raised. So this decision was easy. Um, I verbal to Memphis, um, but then end up, she left. Her parents got sick, and she wanted to move closer back to Mississippi, and I just followed her to Southern Miss. Well, we're glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> definitely glad you did. We're glad you did. So, uh, and then the next question we like to ask is, what is your favorite moment from playing at Southern Miss? What's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Which one sticks out above all the others to you? Oh, definitely when I made the game-winning shot versus Mississippi State in the uh, WNIT. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we were going, that, that shot put us going to the 316 or the Elite Eight. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But I remember that play that I chunked a prayer, hit the backboard, went straight in to beat Mississippi State. I would never forget that. Was the play designed for you to get the final shot, or was absolutely it? No, not? No, it that was designed, injury <laughs> to get the. I, you know, I was kind of like shocked that it wasn't designed for me. You know, I was. I couldn't believe Coach Manila. So you designed that. it for you. This was <laughs> actually one of uh, one of Tim's question, one of Dirty's questions is get her to talk about the time Coach McNeilis was yelling no, 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 and then yes when it went in. <laughs> the three point shot against That's what it was. Well, yeah. we'll unpack that in a few minutes then. That'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, absolutely. All right, Chuck's got the next two we asked all our all our guests. Well what was your uh, what was your major? In college. Well, you see, at the time they they had the major Southern Miss, but it was a coaching major, um, and I was one of the few to to be able to take that opportunity. Um, and it was something easy. But then I thought, like, okay, if basketball doesn't work out, I could always fall for this coaching thing. This just might work. I I mean, I don't know. Um, so coaching was my major at Southern Miss. That's awesome. That is yes. awesome. So uh, tell tell the listeners what you're doing now. I am currently the recruiting coordinator at the University of Arkansas. Oh, yeah. we, we don't like course. She did. She stayed true she to her major. Yeah. I did. I did. Well, we, we'll definitely ask you about the recruiting a little later for yep. sure. Um, Lane, you got some listener questions. Why don't you kick those off, man? Yeah. So, Pauline, Nancy Johnson sent in some questions for you. Uh, Nancy wanted to know, uh, first thing she wants you to do is compare recruiting from Conference USA to now, which would be the SEC for you. Obviously, you mentioned you were the recruiting coordinator at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. What is recruiting like Conference USA versus SEC? What are the challenges and are there some easier aspects, some harder aspects to each one? Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, honestly, what people don't know, the grind is kind of the same. Um, I work for a lady that's a grinder and that's going to try to get any kid, any good top 25 kid to get in the country. So the grind was the same for me. Um, it's just we don't have to work as hard as I did when I was at Southern Miss, right? Because you have to recruit those, I mean, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten tier kids. And um, just because, I mean, all mid-majors, they're all recruiting the same kids. Well, at, at this level, at, at Arkansas, you're recruiting for those top 10 kids. Everybody, all at, with, with, and you're going up against everybody in the SEC. And everybody has the same facilities. Everybody got the same money. Um, but the grind is definitely, like I said, the grind is the same. People will be shocked to know that. I mean, you just got, you got to work just as hard. Um, but some things are way easier being at the SEC level. You just can't, you just can't compete sometimes with that. But the recruiting process is way easier uh, because I work for a guy that everybody wants to play in his system. Uh, we have a very free, free system that our kids can be comfortable with not being. Um, not being like I, I wouldn't say yelled. Yeah, well, I could say that. Not being shooting a shot, and they they're not yelled at. You know, um, some of our some of our kids. I mean, we don't turn down we don't turn down shots. You're open, you shoot it. Um, and so it's it's just it's easy to sell in recruiting. I could see where that be enticing to a kid. Absolutely. You know, you got kind of the freedom to to be your own player right there and take your shots. I can see oh, that. For sure. For sure. All right. And then Nancy also asked here, uh, 
now that you've reached Hall of Fame status, you played in the WNBA, you've done some really cool stuff. You coached yeah. in the SEC. <laughs> You made some game-winning shots against some in-state rivals and all that. So you've done a lot of really cool stuff. What do yes. you want your legacy to be, I guess? And, and this is a unique question to me because you're kind of still at the start of your coaching career. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you're still – you're a young coach. You're still yeah. – you've got a lot, a lot of time to grow and climb ahead of you here. I guess the question here for me – and coming from Nancy, breaking off of her question here is, what do you want your legacy to be when all this is said and done? Well, I want former players to be able to say that Coach Love was life-changing for them. The lessons that they've learned, I've learned a lot of those from Coach, Coach Love because I like to share my story, and it helps me from going through what I was went through in my collegiate career, high school career, JUCO career, uh, and professional career, I tried to help our girls even at McNeese, from McNeese to Southern Miss to Arkansas. um, I try to help them with their journey as well. I mean, it's not easy. I don't care what level you're, you're at. It's not easy. So my legacy to have former players just say, she helped me do this and to see those those players being successful outside of outside of basketball okay and then the third question nancy asked i really like this one here she she asked do you have any advice or words of wisdom to young ladies playing basketball wishing to pursue kind of a career out of it well honestly it's just to to never never give up because when my career was was over i know it sounds cliche but when the ball stopped bouncing for me, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know. And I um, and a lot of people don't know this. Even though I went to school for coaching, I battled that for a while because once I got hurt, I didn't want to be around the game anymore. Be- because I just hearing the ball just irritated me because I couldn't play. Um, so my words of wisdom is just never give up and trust the process. Trust the process. That should yeah, be a shirt. Thank you, Nancy, for those questions. Great questions there. Uh, yep. Chuck has some listener questions, too. I do, uh, but I, ahead, Chuck. before I dive into my listener question, I do want to say, you know, Miss Nancy worked at Southern Miss for like 25, 30 years in the athletic department. Um, she has season tickets to Arkansas, her and her husband. So they're 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 big fans of yours, Pauline. Love so, it. And, and Arkansas. It. So I'll tell her to look for you next time she's at a women's basketball game. Absolutely. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, well, well, one of my listener questions is you kind of already talked about it, but it was from Tim Shanks. And, you know, he wanted you to to do the to give us the rundown of that last play against Mississippi State where, you know, it was a design play for somebody else. But blocking or something happened where she couldn't take the shot and you took a three point and joy, uh, Coach McNeilis is yelling, no, 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 no. And then it goes in and she's like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so kind of kind of walk us through that real quick. What's funny, before I said that story, it's so funny because here at Arkansas, we have our award ceremony at the end of the year. We give out awards. Mm-hmm. When we give out awards, there's no, 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 yes awards or yes, yes, no awards. <laughs> so it's funny because it's going to tie in. So uh, Mississippi State, uh, we're playing them. And we, Coach Mills calls a timeout. We're on the sideline right by our bench. Coach Mills draws up a play. And I look at it, and it's for Kendra, Kendra Reed. I mean, it's a game-winner shot, game-winning shot. So Kendra Reed was the hot hand that game, um, and she's our, uh, she was our three-point specialist at the time. And I looked, and I was like, oh, that ain't for me. I got to figure something out. And Andrea Barber was taking out the ball, and I remember whispering to Andrea, if you can't get it, if you can't get it to her, I need you to throw it to me. And so I'm going to tell you right now, that ball – Drea slapped that ball. I did not run that play. I'm just telling you that right now. I just ran straight to the ball, and I said, pass it to me. I spinned off, top of the key. I chunked that thing up and just – I I was a praying because at that time, if I would have missed that shot, I'd probably been kicked off the team. <laughs> <laughs> not running the play. Well, you know, going in, I remember Coach Manila was like, no, no. Like, what are you doing? And the next thing I know – Yes, and everybody's storming the court. So hey, it worked out, huh? It ended up working out. Thank God. The definition <laughs> of shoot your shot, right there. I mean, I did it. I did it. 
I still have that picture when Liz Bowling came and gave me a hug after that. I was just like, I'm telling you right now, if I would have missed that shot, I'd be kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, his second question is, what was it like going from a player to a coach under the uh, under Coach McNeilis, you know, who coached you in college? What yeah. Was it like going from a student to, I guess, uh, a colleague, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, I was one of those players. As a player, I was always willing to learn and eager, eager to learn. So the process was uh, for sure easier for me. And I knew the system. So I was very comfortable and confident in what um she needed me to do the only time only thing i had a hard time with was because you you strive for perfection as a coach you want to be perfect um and my scouts i wanted them to be perfect and what coach manila's one is like you have this short window where you have to get a scout done and she pretty much taught me through that it took me a year or so to get a scout to what she wanted it to be um but then again um with how our offensive system was, defensive system, it was easy for me because I've just done it. Right. I've just done it. So I had a, a, a easy transition, and there was times where me and Coach Millis bumped heads, but we could talk to each other uh, like that because, I mean, the lady that pretty much. respect was there. Oh, she pretty much had raised me. So, yeah. um, so it was, if it was a misunderstanding, it was, okay, that's fine. Let's move on. And that was it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yep. <clears throat> so now, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if you know this because I certainly didn't know this. But um, so apparently, Arkansas loves Southern Miss coaches. There's a uh, you, you're there, obviously, and um, is it Deke Adams? Oh, Deke Adams. Yeah. 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 And uh, yep. Cody Kennedy is also at Arkansas, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. And yep. They're all all Southern Miss people. Yep. And you, know, I think I met Deke. Um, I always, we have these staff meetings and I, sometimes I'm just shocked and surprised that I hear somebody come from Southern Miss or mm-hmm. even around the area and I always walk up to them like, Hey, what's up? Act like they're my family. That, I, you, if you lived in Hattiesburg, right. you are family. family. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what's cool is, uh, when Deke worked at Southern, I was an equipment manager there and Deke would bring his kids out to practice and they'd run around on the field and play with the players and stuff. Yeah, one of his kids' name is Jordan Adams, and Jordan ended up being a first-round draft pick in baseball, and he's one of the top prospects in Major League Baseball right now. Wow, wow! Isn't that crazy how that happened? That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nuts. that's crazy. All right, Lane, that's all my listener questions. If you want to start with some of yours, man. Yeah, uh, I got some questions for you. I wanted to ask uh, Pauline. The first one is uh, obviously you. You know, you had a you made a big statement as a as a basketball player. You made a you've you've made a big impact as a player at high levels of competition here. Uh, but were there any former players, maybe players you looked up to growing up that you modeled your game after? Was there anybody you looked up to and tried to, I guess, tried to play like or tried to have similarities to them? Oh, for sure. Uh... Uh, growing up, uh, we would go to these tournaments, NEA tournaments in uh, Jonesboro. And at Jonesboro High School, there was this girl named Jennifer Sullivan. She's actually the head coach right now at FAU, Florida Atlantic. And um, I remember seeing her. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be just like that. Um, and she's uh, one of the reasons that I really considered Memphis as well, because she actually played there with Coach Manilas. Um, So, yeah, for sure, if I had to pick somebody, it would definitely be her. That's really cool that she played for Coach McNellis too. Like that's she a cool, did. that's a cool little nugget there. You know that, that you don't think absolutely. About, you know, but yeah, uh, y'all ended up with the same coach. So we did. Um, that's yes. pretty cool. Have you had a chance to meet Sullivan? Oh yeah, I know Sullivan well. Me and Sullivan <laughs> are close, now, especially in this co- coaching business. And she always make she t- she always tells me never to tell this story because I end up better than she did. I was like, well, that's uh-huh. what you want. That's what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. somebody somebody modeled their game after you and and one up you right there. That's a good thing. That's further in the game for sure. So, uh, then my next question here, I guess we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper into your coaching career now. Uh, yep. What made you decide to become a coach? What's your why behind coaching? Um, definitely to impact um people like me. Um, because everybody has a story, right? Um, right. And I feel like my story and how I came here and how I 
endured so many obstacles uh, with through the process of a lot of people don't know. I went from high school to JUCO back to uh, Southern Miss, and I just wanted people to, it's okay to have some type of issues. It's okay to maybe fail and get back up again. Um, so that's kind of what, and I fought with it for a long time. Uh, Coach Manila's had to beg me to just come and just try it. And Brooks, Coach Brooks, who's actually coach at ULM now, was a big time, big, big part in recruiting me as well. And they just said, just try it. And I did and been in love with it ever since. Now, what high school did you go to? Where are you from originally? So I'm from a small town called Luxora. I mean, it's in the Arkansas Delta. I went to a, a school called Rivercrest High School. Um, it's in the middle of a, a cotton field, cornfield. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's a small town. Um, we are probably about, I don't know, 1,000 people, and 900, 900 of them are probably my kinfolk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't date anybody from there. Hard huh? to date. Oh. No, that's it. Yeah. That's so how far is that from where you are now? Um, it's about a five hour drive. Okay. Yep. I didn't realize Arkansas drive. was that big. And everybody said that. I was <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm I I was the same when I was in Southern Miss, I was yeah. the same distance. Wow. Five hours. Wow. Yep. And what JUCO did you end up playing for? I ended up playing for Jones County Junior College, uh, with Sandra Summerall. See, I didn't even realize that you were at JC. Yep, I was. How'd you JC. like JC? I, I coached over there one year. I thought it was a great place. I love JC. I told Coach Mills that was a four-year school. You're gonna have a hard time leaving me. And I'm telling you yeah. right now, everybody think when I was in college, everybody thought Coach Mills was hard. All that I'm telling you, Sandra Summerall. Mm -hmm. That's where. <laughs> I, hey, that's where I decided I my life together <laughs> uh -huh. she put the the fear of god in you huh oh she did it wasn't even i was like this little woman has some power wow <laughs> mm. well you but, mentioned you know you got you got a good why there you know you want to impact and help people have you had any rewarding moments that stick out to you you know have you had are there any moments that have stuck out yet as far as rewarding ones in coaching well, uh, coaching, I would say, I'm going to tell you right now, it's an overall thing Well, with me being in the Hall of Fame in one year, two Hall of Fames in one year. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's very rewarding with, I mean, that's because without my coaching career, I don't think I get that, right? I mean, right. I'm a, I was a great player, but I don't get that if I'm not coaching at the highest level right now. Um, so, and being in the SEC, I don't know if that's important or not. Everybody knows this is a headache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the rewarding part is, like I said, the rewarding part is, you know, you get these kids and they're, and, and they're, they're your motivation. Cause no matter what you're going through, you go to practice and everything changes. Um, so to being able to just coach these kids and, getting them through college and seeing them graduate and seeing them move on with the careers. I, at that, I mean, I'll take that any day. Absolutely. Now, when did you get inducted? So, um, Southern Miss, the Southern Miss induction actually happened on November 4th and the Jones junior college induction actually happened in September. I don't remember what date, but it happened in September. They all kind of going. Wow, like back to back. Together. It was it was back to back. It was back. How to was back. and it was how was the process behind all that? They call you and just tell you that's what yeah, they were doing. So, yeah, so the AD called me. Well, when the AD called me from Jones, I I literally I was like, "You got the wrong number. You sure you talking <laughs> about?" <laughs> and um, but we joked about it, and and he called me. I was really really um, excited about it. Um, because you don't think about I've been I didn't notice I was I've been out that long. I mean, I guess I graduated college in 2010, so I graduated Jones in 2006. So it's just, I'm just like, this is 2022. That's just, <laughs> just about right. And honestly, I don't, you don't know. I knew I was good. I tell the, and people think like I'm trying to, like I knew that I was good. That's not, there's no, no, no doubt about it. I didn't know how good I was. 
I didn't know like what I was doing, averaging these double doubles or getting twenty and twenty. I'm just like, why everybody? Well, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I didn't You're know that just was separation. Your game. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. yeah well, Lane and I do that all the time. I don't know yeah. what the big deal is. Yeah, that happens <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, yeah, man, just yeah. another day at the office. Right, right. double double. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let me tell you, I played church league basketball. That's about the extent of my competitive <laughs> basketball. Look, I, I was horrendous at it. So I hope it you're was, better at it than you were at softball. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter with but, you. But yeah, it was it was bad. So uh, I'll let you handle all basketball duties. I, I'm way out on that one. Uh, <laughs> enjoy watching it. Just you know, but that's awesome. That's you know, you you were just you were just a kid doing your thing, doing what you were best at. You know, that's it. Kinda, you know, you got rewarded for it, and that's that's a big deal there. So, absolutely. Um. So now that you're coaching, do you find yourself like like saying things that Joy Lee used to say? Do you find yourself modeling yourself after coaches? What's kind of your your I guess personality as a coach? Do you find yourself modeling yourself after another coach or? Well, no, I think you have to. I think that's why I've been hired at at, at McNeese, at Southern Miss, and at uh, Arkansas. I think you got to have, you got to find what you're good at. Mine was honestly coming in and practice. I, and I, I never had a bad day. I would never have a bad day. I come in there, I, I bring the energy. I sit, like, like these young people say, I set the vibe. Um, so, I, and honestly, I feel like some of the kids feed off me. When I walk in and I'm getting the music going, because I'm responsible for the music. I'm responsible for how they feeling when they're coming in the in the practice facility. I'm going to be the loud one. You're going to hear me all the time in practice. Even when our, our film guy always breaks down film after our practice, all I hear myself is me scream. Just, but it's not <laughs> like that. I'm yelling at yeah. them. I'm, I'm, I'm motivating them. Right. We're going to be loud. We're going to have fun, right? And so that's the separation factor. Because, you know, you got a lot of coaches that, it's not fun anymore. It's all a business. And I think I think I come I come in, I kinda of break that ice up. I got you. Yeah, you need a you need a juice person on staff somewhere. Everybody Absolutely. needs a juice person. Absolutely. So uh and then obviously you're a recruiting coordinator over there. What uh what are the things you look for when you go recruit kids? I, I guess I wouldn't even know where to start to evaluate a kid. What are some things you look for? Well, honestly, you got to know what you need uh, within your team. Um, and that comes with uh, knowing your system and who fits that system. And Mike Neighbors does a great job. And, you know, the hardest kids to evaluate, anybody can walk in the gym and see a top 10 kid in the country. Anybody can walk in the gym and see a top 50 kid in the country. It's always those those eighth and ninth tier kids that that people seem to look over because they can't really evaluate. Oh, she might be good enough or she might not be. Well, being with Mike Neighbors, he has an eye for that. I mean, especially when I first got here, and I'm like, Neighbors, I don't, I don't think she, he's, and he looked me, yes, you can, easy. Yeah. He's been doing it for so long, and, 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 you know, and I always, like, this guy, I mean, I mean, he sees it. I don't. I had just, I'm fresh off the basketball court, and in my mind, if they're not like me, everybody sucks. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, and so I figure, like, what, what, what I walk in the gym, who's good for us? And if you've watched us play, if you can't shoot, you're not good for us, right? And we like to play fast and we like to shoot three. And that's kind yeah. of what we do. And that's kind of our, that's been our identity, um, honestly. So the process has been easy when you, when you know what you want. And like I said, our system is very intriguing to the young guy in the new generation. So our problem is telling people no at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a, a friend that's a, a softball recruiter, and she says that more often than not, she looks at the behavior and, and stuff after the game, before the game, sure. um, that she does on the game. Because I remember she told a story about how um, she was at a high school and she was watching this girl play, and she really wanted this girl. But then the, after the game, the girl's mother was carrying her bat bag and cleaning her cleats, and she was over there playing on her phone. And she's like, look, if you come to my school, my team's not going to carry you. You're going to have to help oh, yeah. care. And, and so, like, does that, does that apply to y'all as well or to you? Oh, absolutely. You always want to watch the manners. Um, 
before a game, in the during a game, and after a game. Um, um, I, I ours is what kind of team teammate mm-hmm. are you, right? Yeah. And okay, if you're a quiet teammate, that's okay. But like, yeah. if you're if you're a player that no one you are like just very disrespectful, right? And and no one is attracted to that. Some people are right. desperate, and they right. take that. I don't. We would never get to that point. We would take. We would go with kids that honestly want to be at Arkansas and want to win and want to play for my neighbor. Mm, I like it. Yeah, good deal. And then my yeah. last question here before Chuck comes on. This is always my favorite question I ask on the "Where are they now?" Because I've we've heard some good stories on this thing, haven't we, Chuck? Yes, uh, we have. I've... So I always want to ask because when you're on a when you're on a team with people, and I think unless you've played organized sports and had a team full of people who traveled together and did things together, you don't realize just how much time you spend with each other. These right, people, like right. you are around this person more than anybody. Else. You are around this group of people, these teammates more than anybody else. And a lot of times it leads to some funny stories. Some of them you can share. Some of them you can't really talk about in public, mm-hmm. but some of them, you, <laughs> you know, you can share and on and, I always like to ask, do you have any funny stories you'd like to share from your time playing either at Southern or Jones or anywhere, really? Just any funny stories? Well, I got I got two funny stories, but one I'm going to give you from uh, Southern Miss. Uh-huh. Uh, one day, we were running late to the airport, and our bus driver, Richie, loved him to death. Well, he was speeding on the way to the airport. And, well, we get pulled over, and Coach Manila said, well, I'm just going to act like I'm sick. <laughs> well, she she gets off, and I'm looking outside the bus. She's gagging. She's oh, acting gosh. like she's throwing up. Well, this they would get out of the ticket because she's telling them, "Oh, he's got to he's got to rush to the to the doctor." I, I don't feel good. That's why we're going so fast. So, and I'm telling you, I was underneath my chair laughing so hard I could. I would have been too. Because I can't. I couldn't believe that she did that. I could not <laughs> believe that. And it worked like y'all got out of the ticket. Oh, we got out of the ticket easy. <laughs> Don't try this at home, ladies and gentlemen. Don't try this at home. No. Ellis wins an Oscar. That's amazing. She does. Yeah. Oh, what she, a story! She wins an Oscar for that for sure. That may be top. That may be one of my favorite stories we've had told on it. That definitely right. is just wow. What a story! I mean, I'm thought? telling y'all, she got out that ticket, and I'm, I'm she might have thrown up. I don't even remember, but hey. I just couldn't believe that she got team out team player. <laughs> I'm definitely asking her about this next time I see her. That's, what a fantastic story this Please is. <laughs> now the next story that I, I mean, it's, it wasn't funny then, but it's funny now. Well, um. We have you have to make one free throw each. All of us we have to make one free throw, and that as a whole team you can't you can't miss. Well, Sandra Summerall after practice decided to do this. I mean, we, I think our dorm curfew curfew was like eleven thirty. Well, we kept BSing, and she kept us in that gym until we got it. Wow. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it was eleven twenty five before we walked out of that gym. Wow. I sit and laugh about it now, but at the time I wanted to cry. Wow! Oh, yeah. I can't believe this is happening right now. No one would ever believe. It. No one. Yeah. But yeah, that's not as funny as the throwing up on the side. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I'll sit and laugh about that right now. But it's something you'll look back funny. at for sure. Oh man, yeah. It's a story you can tell your current player. You think I'm crazy? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> let, me, let me show you. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Well, Chuck's well, uh, got some questions yeah. for you too. Take it away, Chuck. Well, uh, I'll make this a, a you know short and sweet for you. It was kind of a two-parter. My first one, um, you, you know, you came, to, you kind of mentioned this earlier. You came to Southern Miss your freshman year, right? And then you went back to Jones, and then you came back to Southern Miss. Yep. So, kind yep. of walk us through your recruitment and and that process. Well, coming out of high school, I was what they call I was academically ineligible. Okay. Uh, just didn't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I told Coach Manilas, I always tell her, like, to this day, she still thinks it's funny. I was like, Coach, I didn't, you didn't tell me I have to go to school. I came to play. <laughs> right. I said, I, you got a country girl from Arkansas. I just want to play. That was your, yeah. Well, the problem was, I just, I turned in my work. I just didn't go to class. Mm-hmm. And they have this thing called absences, and they kept up with it. <laughs> oh, wow. And they obviously, hey, they obviously knew how many days I missed. <laughs> And so I ended up getting kicked out the institution at Southern Miss that summer. And I had oh. that fall, I had to go to Jones. 
Yeah. And it was at that time I met Sandra Summerall, and she pretty much put the fear of God in me. <laughs> Either you're going to do it or not. Right. Um, and up, I was, look, I befriended every teacher on campus at that go. time because I know it was harder for me to learn um, as it for others. I mean, I had to actually study, I had to actually do the work and pay attention if I wanted to be on the court. And it started at Jones. So yeah. I got, uh, went there for a year and then came back to um, Southern Miss. I was kind of the deal because I didn't want to go anywhere else. I asked Coach Mills if I go here, no one else was going to recruit me right. She's like, no, you can come right back here. Yeah. And so that kind of was, that That was, that was the deal. And um, ended up being at Southern Miss and she really didn't have any problems with me after that. That's awesome. That's great. Let that be a lesson to you people listening if you're going. You're gonna be a call a student athlete. You gotta be a student. You gotta be. There ain't no, there ain't no way around it. <laughs> right, right. Not at all. Um, well, you were. You know, you mentioned this earlier again too. But uh, you know, you were inducted to Jones Hall of Fame and the Southern Miss Hall of Fame, and uh, you were inducted with some pretty stout people from Southern Miss. You know, the the yep. legendary Megan Hill, oh, um, yeah. who's a phenomenal softball player. Who I, every time I think softball, Megan Hill is one of the top five names I think of. Um. And, you know, Trey Sutton and Ty McKinnis and just a yep. long list of just Southern Miss greats. What yep. was it like being inducted with all those people? Um, it was awesome. And for sure seeing Megan, Megan, Megan Hill and I, uh, we hung out in college. Yeah. She used to come to the basketball games. I used to go to the softball games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before then, I really didn't go to softball games. I, I would go, like, not all the time, right? But, like, Megan made it exciting because I knew if I go to the game, Megan's going to hit a home run. Yeah. Megan's going to do – like, I just knew. And I kind of fell in love with softball uh, because of her because, again, it was fun. And you know how softball always have the best cheer, so you go right. for that as well. Right. Um, so to being able to uh, – seeing all that and listening to everybody's story – and one common theme with everyone's story that got up there and said and spoke, the common theme was Southern Miss's home, Southern Miss's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing that, it, it just it just goes to show like you didn't make you didn't make a bad choice to come to Southern. Right. So no doubt it was, it was good. Yes, and you're right. Megan made those games a lot of fun. That whole that whole little group of you know, I don't know if you know uh, Kershaw Pilgrim and. Uh, uh, you know, Brittany Donnell, Leslie Lejeune, Mackenzie Share, all those girls made yeah. that softball team a lot of fun. Uh, Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and then Courtney Hill, too. You can't, you can't forget Can't Court. forget about Courtney. That's no, right. Not at all. Okay. Yep. They're, they're, they're friends of mine. Um, so tell us about when you played overseas. Were you in, was it France? I can't remember. I'm sorry. It just left me. I was. I was in Calais. Okay. Kind of on the coast of uh, France. Okay. Um, well, I was well, there. I was there uh, for about eight months. Uh, the first two months of it, I really did enjoy because I was so homesick. My bad. I, I met Coach Mills to have to, at the time, uh, we didn't have FaceTime because so, I had a Blackberry. I don't think, I, I mean, it just FaceTime, I don't think was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would Skype me. He had to Skype me every day, and that's the only way I was going to say. Wow. I mean, I was, I think I still got a picture of her making me smile on my Facebook page. She That's made awesome. me smile. Yeah. She's like, You're gonna have to you're gonna have to smile every day. Um, and then one of my teammates that played at Georgia Tech, her name was Bridget. She played at Georgia Tech and she ended up coming later. And that's kind of where things like change, right? Yeah. Except she would force me to get out of my apartment and go do stuff. And then I would do it and then by the time I was having all this fun, I ended up blowing my knee out. Gosh. So and that's kinda France is where it ended. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a, like I said, it was a great experience. I was playing for one of the top teams at that time um, in France. Um, enjoyed the experience, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, you'd have hated yourself if you'd have went to France and stayed to your apartment the whole time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be yeah, bad. Even homesick or not, you know. Oh man, what was uh, the atmosphere like over there playing overseas? Was it pretty cool? Oh, it was awesome. And I, Calais is a little small town where everybody knows everybody. Kind of like Hattiesburg. Everybody knows everybody. And the community, uh, obviously, you as an American, you stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. But they loved you. Because mm-hmm. you're an American, you're playing basketball, and you're good at it. And I had, there was a little bake shop that was right on the corner from my apartment. 
And the guy would make me fresh bread every day. Wow. Every day. He's like, you come and get delicious. fresh. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. He said, you come and get this every day. Because he didn't want me to have, eat the same bread yeah. every day. He said, you come come see me every day. And he would give it to me for free. Wow. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. And, you know, you think of basketball as, you know, like an American sport, kind of like American football. Uh, but, like, Peyton and I went to Dominican Republic, and basketball is becoming huge down there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I think basketball is spreading. Yeah. Oh, it is. Mm. It is. And now the kids are, uh, some kids are making more than others now um, going overseas and play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a good experience. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about the WNBA. What was that yeah. like? Um, so when I got invited, and it was so, so funny, what people don't know was Coach Mills was with me at the WNBA Combine. Oh, wow. And I'm telling you right now, she was working the room. She had every coach in there, hey, watch my kid. I, she did, I couldn't eat lunch that day. She made me skip lunch to get exercise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember her talking to the coach for the Atlanta Dream and saying, hey, look at my kid. She can hit threes, too. Yeah, and she made me uh, do the shooting drill, shooting threes the whole time, and I'm telling you, I was uh, I was so tired, I but bet. it was worth it because yeah. um, after the combine, I got picked up uh, by Mike Tebow and the Connecticut Sun, mm-hmm. um, and so being there, it was and my agent Tom Cross, uh, uh, he knew Coach Nelly, so he was kind of he's big time agent now. He don't take just anybody. Yeah. Um, and obviously he'll do anything for Coach Manila's. And I got the opportunity uh, to be one of his um, clients. Awesome. And he pretty much told me, he's like, hey, it's going to be tough to make this team, but you need to enjoy the experience and we need to get some numbers for you to go overseas. And my Tebow team, that team was already stacked. I mean, we had yeah. Tina Charles, you had Kara Lawson, that team was stacked. Hey, I knew I was up. I was, I, I like to say I was up uh, Poop Creek. When uh, Mike Tebow told me to guard Kara Lawson full court. Oh, wow. And that's, I blinked and she was shooting the layup. I didn't move. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the big league now. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, that, that experience was great. I, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And still to this day, I make sure every time I see Mike Tebow, I hug his neck. Nice. Well, I, I think Dirty and I, or Tim went, and I went to Chicago one time. and um. I want to say maybe you were in town playing or, or something. We were yes. trying to go see it, but yep. something happened and we weren't able to get tickets or go. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, I hate that we didn't get to, to watch you for sure. That, uh, it's cool. You were going to be watching me clap. And that's what people <laughs> understand too. You know, you get to, you, and you get that here too in the SEC. You, you're at the top. You're yeah. arguably one of the hardest conferences in the world. Mm-hmm. And you got some kids coming from high school where they started, or you got me coming from college where, I mean, I was second in the country and this and that, but now yeah. everybody is top tier player. Top tier, yeah. Yeah, so, but I accepted that. And now, you know how kids now, they can't accept that. They just up and leave, right? They will. I, I was always, I never quit anything that I did. I had to, you have to finish. It yeah. doesn't matter. You have to finish. If you're committed to something, you have to finish. Well, well, spinning off that, since you brought it up, what are your thoughts on NIL and transfer portals now and all that? Yeah, you know, uh, transfer portal, you know, some sometimes uh, I get it. You know, kids make the wrong decision and based off the wrong things. So I, I get it. I'm not I'm not oblivious to that. And but I think a lot of people abuse it, too. Right. When yeah. stuff get hard, they just it's just it's easier for them to up and leave. Yeah. Um. So, again, you can't you don't know the difference between that. But I'm, it, we know um, it happens. Um. I think NIL is an awesome way to benefit off your name image and likes i think it's great um if you use it for the right reasons again you have one side of the spectrum and the other side right that's true so because i told coach manila's i mean i said if i had in nil deals in hasbro i have one dealership all the way down from one end of 49 right right now that would have been easy so I don't, I don't, I don't mind kids uh, benefit off that because yeah. coming from a small town and mom, seeing my mama struggle to even when I call home and ask for twenty dollars to get some uh, new underwear or something from Walmart, that was right. that, that was hard, right? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not against it, but now you got right. some kids that are making more than you and driving BMWs and Mercedes. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I, I was, I was very against it until kind of like what you said. But Tracy Lampley put it in um, perspective for me, and he said, "Look, man, there some of these kids are coming from poor neighborhoods, and their their parents can't afford to come watch them, right, in, in another city and all this. So if if they can earn some money and help." support their family or get their family there to watch them. Like, that's what, that's what they're playing for. They're playing to be watched and to enjoy a game. I was like, man, I've never, never even thought about it like that at all. Absolutely. Absolutely so, not. But you're right. Um, yep. Well, kind of talking about money, if if you're cool, this is kind of a political question. I said earlier, yep. I don't think politics need to be in sports. Sports supposed to be enjoyable. But, yep. you know, there's this big, big debate on, you know, men and women's sports, um, yep. you know, Men's basketball players are making millions a year. Yeah. Do you feel like women's basketball players should be making the same pay, or, or where where do you fall on that? Also, like I'm um, in the, I mean, so who controls that, right? Is right. TV revenue? Who's watching mm-hmm. it? The, I mean, like I said, TV and all that. We don't get in, as much exposure, right? Um, so would it be nice to see women's making that, wait, making that kind of money? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm all for. It. But again, we only control what we can control, right? You're right. So at this point, like I said, I would love to see women's basketball players that being an even thing. Like we have the same revenue as men. But in the world world that we're in right now, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The money's got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And I don't, and I, I don't, I'm not telling, I'm not saying either that you shouldn't like men should cut their pay or donate their stuff. I'm not saying right, that at all. Right. I would never ever say that. Yeah. I'm just saying it has to come from somewhere. I don't know where, but I would love to see women making no just doubt. as much as the men. So no doubt. Um well you know some women I know are, are harder ballers than some of the men I know. Uh yeah. did you ever did you ever get any scuffles on the court? <laughs> well <laughs> in, in college I was always now I'm telling you, I did a little. I you got you got around me when I was reading. Were you okay. chippy, Pauline? I Were you was. a little chippy with some people? I played for Jolie McNillis. If I wasn't <laughs> chippy or wasn't tough, she would make sure I knew that when I came out the game. Yeah, I would never forget. Every time I was playing soft, she was like, "That girl's eat you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner." Blah wow. blah. You're soft. It was just, and it it was the fuel to get me going. Um, but yeah, I was definitely like, if somebody came after me, come around me, I would probably throw a cheap shot. I would probably pinch in you. <laughs> I was probably, <laughs> hey, I was probably talking about how bad your breath was. Oh, I was doing all kind of <laughs> you off the game. So That's I funny. definitely was part of that. I was part of the problem. I'll tell you that right now. I had work, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, my last question, Lamby, thinking if you got any follow up or any more, um, who was your favorite team to play and why, both college and professional? Or was there a team that you hated to play or that you really wanted to beat or any of that? Well, the uh, let's go from the coach's standpoint right now is, the, um, well, I, let's go from a player. Player, I hated, I absolutely hate playing. It was two teams when I played, and it was UAB and Marshall. Mm, Those, I like when UAB I was a player, either. oh, my gosh. It was, I mean, it was a brawl <laughs> every time we played. And I was like, this is going to get out of hand. Somebody's going to get ejected. It never ended up that way. We always ended up taking hands in, but it was so competitive. Um, so that one, and then obviously you're, we're in the in, in the SEC, and we have the number one team um, in our conference. So it's always, I have a love-hate relationship with playing South Carolina. Yeah. And I can say we beat them before um, while I was on staff in the um, – SEC tournament, and I love going there and playing them um, in South Carolina because they got one of the best uh, women's basketball atmospheres as I've ever witnessed in my yeah. life. So it's always fun to play them. I just hate sometimes you just you got to you're reminded that they're the number one team for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Eat some of that humble pie sometimes. Oh, easy, yeah. easy, yeah. easy. You, you mentioned you mentioned UAB, and this is a, a side story. Uh, yep. We were, I was in college and UAB had come to Reed Green and we were sitting in the student section. I lied and I said, I had one more question. I'm going to add one more. 
Yeah, <laughs> you did it yeah. though. You said you ate me, and it made me remember a story. Yeah, yeah, and we sure. were, we were sitting there, and we were—I mean, like the students were heckling UAB. Uh, men, it was men's basketball, heckling, heckling, heckling. Then they jumped on um, the coach, and I and I won't say the coach's name, <clears throat> Mike Davis, but uh, <laughs> he got so mad that he came up in the student section and had to be taken out by police officers oh no how important Uh, is it for y'all as players on the basketball court especially uh for the students to show up and you know be rowdy oh it's uh, listen i we just we went to we just witnessed a student section they were never disrespectful but they were hey they got in your head oh they they took they got our roster they printed it out they were asking our girls for their cash apps. Oh, nice. it was. I mean, it was. And we Did went they give to, it to them? You should have given no, it to I, them. Right. I sent you money. Yeah. I almost <laughs> turned around and wrote on the whiteboard. We were at UAPB. Yeah. I almost took, took took the whiteboard and put mine down on there. There you said, go. Well, if I can get five offs for everybody back there screaming. I'd <laughs> right. out of here. There rich. you go. Buy dinner yeah. at least, you know. Absolutely. You donate money. I'll take it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was. Student, having students at your game and just having that fans, but that's why coaches beg for it because it makes a difference. It just makes a difference. Huge difference. I would agree. Absolutely. Well, Lane, you got any more questions, man? Or Oh, man, this has been fun tonight. I've just yeah. enjoyed, you yeah. know, hearing all the stories and stuff. This is, this has been great, Pauline. I'm, I'm excited. We had you on the show. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank having you so me much. On. And if we ever make it up to uh, Arkansas, we're gonna have to come watch a game. Oh, please let me know. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to keep up. With you guys. I'll have tickets for you. There we go. I'm gonna have to keep up with you guys. I've already googled. Uh, you won your first game this year. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. So we'll be keeping up with y'all for sure. All right. Like you said, we all family. We got right. family coaching up in Arkansas, so we, we gotta do. keep up with. You. Gotta keep up. Yeah, I'll root for Pauline and her girls, for sure. I appreciate it well, so much. Um, thank you. Well, thanks for coming on, Pauline. Thanks so much, Lane. And thanks so much, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And we will catch y'all next time on Where Are They Now? And as always, Southern Miss, to the top. top. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EverydayEaglesPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Touchdown!